0: Good Wednesday afternoon, Central Indiana. You are tuned to 91.9 FM WITT, the home of unpredictable music 24-7 and the Indy's Trusted Servant Show at 4.30 Wednesdays. Uh, Since it's 4.30 on Wednesday, you are tuned to the Indy's Trusted Servant Show with yours truly, Danny O'Malley, Indy's Trusted Servant. What is Indy's Trusted Servant? Well, I do customer service training and keynote speaking um, all about the culture of your business or your organization. I learned all of that at the hand of the master, my late father, Joel O'Malley, at three different grocery companies, mainly O'Malley Food Markets. you'd like to learn more about what I do, give me a call at 317-413-9062. What's the Indy's Trusted Servant Show on 91.9 FM every Wednesday at 4.30? I like to describe it as lively, local, small biz and community talk where you can feel the pulse of Indy. And today, uh, we've got two representatives of a really great organization, local organization, called Helping Veterans and Families. If you're a regular listener to the show, you know that every once in a while, I will do a show that revolves around veterans uh, of military service. And with uh, Helping Veterans and Families, we have Ashley Walls and, um, doggone it, uh, uh, Bernie Cruz. (laughs) Bernie Cruz uh, is a former military veteran of how many years, Bernie?
1: Thirty-two.
0: 32 years of active military service and we're going to talk about what helping veterans and families, which was founded in 1993 here in Indianapolis, what they do for veterans who are, I guess, largely the veterans who are down on their luck. Right, guys? So why don't, why don't you guys hop in and tell us generally, give us an overview. And I, you can start with Ashley here. <laughs> Go ahead and get up to that mic, Ashley. Hi, right,
2: Good afternoon. Thank you for having us.
0: It's a pleasure
2: so yeah so we are hvaf helping veterans and families founded in 1993. the 27 year old mission started out as an extension of the va to provide immediate transitional housing to veterans living on the street Um, over the years it has grown into a full service wraparound service agency so we have 121 units that we offer transitional living beds to we have 40E4, GPD, or excuse me, uh, permanent supportive housing units, which are low income based uh, housing units for veterans and families to live permanently and have access to a case manager if and when they need it, uh, but is not required. We have financial services and rapid rehousing where we work, our case managers work with veterans to uh, prevent them from losing their home, get them back on track with their utility bills, back on rent. <clears throat> and caught up and in and, and keep them from from becoming homeless
0: <laughs> uh keep them from becoming homeless or get them out of being homeless obviously, correct. right
2: correct, so then we also over the year over the last few years several years um have added employment services, so we have a soon to be we have four person soon to be five person team that works with veterans to help them find jobs, keep jobs work toward better jobs. We have a part-time lawyer that works with our veterans on different um criminal background um, issues bad credit history a myriad of of different things that are keeping them from uh, moving forward and then we have um what is become a very popular service especially during covid is our food hygiene and clothing pantries okay so we are open tuesdays and thursdays for veterans um, to come and shop right now we're offering pre-packaged bags and then you can fill out a form to request um clothing for um from our pantry that our community center specialist will will gather up and give to you next time you're by and um
0: so you just have to be a veteran to avail yourself of the service and have some ID on you to prove that you're a veteran. Correct. Right?
2: So a DD, we require a DD-214, which uh, is proof of...
0: Proof of being a veteran. Correct. A non-veteran like myself wouldn't know about that kind of stuff. That's pretty broad brush stuff, but that that's great stuff. A couple of questions that come to mind. First of all, on average, how many veterans do you um, help in a given year? I know that's a tough figure to come up with every year, but...
2: Yeah, so last year, unduplicated, it was one thousand four hundred and thirty eight veterans that we Pre- served.
0: Pretty much in the Indianapolis area?
2: Central Indiana. So, so nine. The counties. donut counties, yeah, yeah. Mostly mostly Indianapolis, but we do um, we do serve the donut counties as well.
0: And I'm always interested when I have not for profits on to let folks know how many people work for your organization. And I was talking to you guys before the show and it's quite a few more than some some might imagine.
2: Yeah, so we have, we think we're between probably around 60, maybe a few over. We have 40 case managers that work with these veterans that come through needing needing help and support. Um, that's one of the areas where we, we pride ourselves on because we have caseworkers and managers to be an advocate for these veterans and help them on the, the pathway to, to being self-sustainable.
0: Some of the things you describe, like legal health and, and, and job help, these case managers, those are the people that put that in motion, right? Correct. Yep. So 40 of the 60 are case managers. Yep. Talk about your facilities themselves. I know you have two different types of housing for the veterans. Uh, okay.
2: So we've got Bernie Cruz here, our VP of support, and uh, he is – essentially the uh, property manager to all of our properties and oversees our vehicle fleet and his uh, large team of team of guys that uh, help make sure everything's working right. And, and our veterans are got what they need. So, so pass Bernie, it talk, over to him.
1: talk about the housing. Okay. We have, uh, we have, we have 12, uh, we have 18 total properties. Uh, 12 of those, are what we consider GPD, which is a transitional housing. And then we have five, uh, PSH buildings which is permanent supportive housing so between those properties it's uh, there's 18 that we that we manage try to keep the, the lights on the air conditioning working the electric working just trying to keep them up to up to code and, and uh, sufficient for our veterans to live in
0: are they they're scattered all over the area I take it
1: all of our properties are in Indianapolis
0: so so is it, what's the other type of housing that you have or is like, that is the, that it the
1: two the two are permanent supportive housing and GPD which is transitional permanent support over those people that uh, are actually on on their way up and able to pay some kind of rent uh, and they, they might
0: get some help paying that rent from through the case managers and, and whatever else
1: through different programs yeah, they, through they different, they can get program that
0: VA and, and so forth correct, right correct. Um, so what how's that breakdown versus how many of the temporary housing people do you have? And how many of the upward mobi- mob- mobile housing do you have? So 100, you
2: 121 units for the transitional living, which is could be three months to, I think, up to nine months. Is that a Same. max,
0: nine months? no
1: no, it, we, no it's, it, it's it's very a, it's very fluid okay yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make exceptions to policy if the situation warrants and especially with covid going on right now oh, we're yeah making a lot of exceptions
0: it's certainly complicated everybody's yes. life hasn't it yes. i can only imagine a situation like this it makes it worse um so
2: yeah so 121 transitional units and then we have 44 permanent supportive housing units
0: and those are scattered all over the place right pretty much okay those
2: are a mix of um, apartments and single
0: family homes and from what i understand the the more permanent ones uh, a a person could live there with his or her family the temporary ones not so much especially no children right
1: for the most part yes
0: yeah okay Um, Okay, we're going to take our first underwriter break and let you know about next week's show, and then we'll be back with Ashley Walls and Bernie Cruz of Hoosier Veterans and Families. Uh, We have two underwriters for the show. Uh, The first one is my alma mater, Cathedral High School. If you have a student in fifth through eighth grade, mark your calendar for Cathedral High School's first, and I hope only, virtual open house, Thursday, November 12th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Enjoy the sights and sounds of our sprawling 40-acre campus as you experience Cathedral virtually. The event will include question and answer panels, performances from some of our talented artists and musicians and uh, uh, drama people, testimonials and giveaways. Greatness is calling, so register today for the open house on November 12th at gocathedral.com openhouse. As I've said since 1958, go Irish. Our second underwriter is my good friend Ryan Henry at Open in Indiana. Open in Indiana is your destination for finding the people, places, and events that make Indiana a great place to live and visit. If you own business in Indiana, list your business and your events with www.openinindiana. That's www.openinindiana.com to get started. Follow Open in Indiana on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Next week's guest will be my fellow Indianapolis Rotarian Jeff Lake, uh, late of the University of Evansville. Uh, now uh, he is the major domo, I think, of the local Chin community on the near south side of Indianapolis. A community of over twenty thousand Burmese refugees. Or immigrants, I guess you, I'm not sure exactly which, or maybe a little bit of both. And they are uh, really a force on the South Side. So tune in next week for Jeff Lake. Now, back to Ashley Walls and Bernie Cruz with uh, helping veterans and families. We were talking about the housing, and uh, uh, let's talk a little bit now about. How in the world do you guys afford to do all of this how, how do you get funded and we want to end up with talking about your big fundraiser that's coming up in November well coming up pretty darn soon actually November 13th but let's go let's go all the way with the with the funding so people will get an idea how this all happens for all these great folks that served our country who yeah. wants to go so,
2: well yeah so you know as I said we started out as an extension of the VA so we still, Um, are heavily funded through the VA and as well as uh, city granting and this year our first state uh, VA grant. Um, But So you got
0: the national VA and the state VA? Correct. Okay.
2: This year is the first year for that. Okay. However, those those grants don't fund everything we do and don't fund every veteran we serve because we serve veterans that the va does not recognize as veterans and we seek to provide them uh, as whatever services we are able to so beyond those we rely heavily on private um, charitable giving through corporations private foundations and individuals so um, that mostly in monetary donations and prior to COVID, our food and clothing hygiene pantries did receive, uh, we, we were able to stay stocked with in-kind goods, you know, folks that were just donating their clothing or doing collection drives oh, for okay. canned meat and our hot commodity items so that we didn't have to spend money to buy those.
0: Are you able to tap into some of the food pantries?
2: Yes. Yeah, so we had a partnership with the Gleaners already prior mm-hmm. to that, but COVID, we... Almost exclusively go, you know, are going through them. We do second helpings as well. Provides food. Going to have
0: second helpings on the show in about a month or so. By the way, great organization. Great organization. organization. Yes, I've
2: worked with them in a prior um, position. We used to work
0: with them back in the Omalia days. Oh wow, that's great. Yeah, their
2: their mission is so unique. Fantastic. Yeah, they do great work. So yeah, second helpings, gleaners. Um, I think sometimes Mid North Food Bank will get food from, and then we have a couple pickups that we do. Um, but yeah, so that's it's been kind of that's been a new change during COVID because we've had to rely on our funds to buy those items rather than relying on you know the VFW auxiliaries and the American Legions who will almost always be collecting food for us and come and bring bring those donations okay. in. All of
0: the all of those military type organizations. A lot of them. A lot right. of them do. Right. So let's say I'm up, out there and uh, I'm uh, downsizing my house and I like to give away some clothing or something. The easiest thing most people think to do is to give us goodwill, which I'm a big fan of and which we've had on the show as well. Um, but if somebody wants to do something for veterans, how do they access you guys to make a donation of, let's say, food or clothing or whatever?
1: They can get a look on our website. There's phone numbers to uh, give us a call. It's hvaf.org, I believe. And there's also a... Um, um, well, there's phone numbers, and then you can send an email to us. Uh, it'll get to me, and we'll make arrangements to come pick that stuff up. But You we, can pick it up. Yeah, that, now COVID has changed some of the things we're able to take. Uh, we are being strongly discouraged by the VA from taking anything that's not leather or plastic. Uh, so, you know, because of the virus, you've got to be able to wipe these things down and sanitize and disinfect. And so... You no, know, cloth and upholstery type items were
0: what about clothing
1: clothing were taken because can, we can launder that and you, you can la- yeah
0: okay yeah. got mm-hmm. it
1: our,
2: our preference is pre-packaged um, t-shirts underwear and socks that's those are our hot commodity items that we always need in our clothing pantry um, we do take some clothes as needed during covid However, you know we're always open and in need of prepackaged new socks, T-shirts, and underwear.
1: Yeah, t-shirts, underwear, and socks all need to be new.
0: That's interesting because you see these ads on TV about these companies that make socks and they donate, they donate some of them, and you don't think about people needing socks. Exactly. <laughs> but people that are down on their luck might need socks and underwear. It's just not something you think about. So there wouldn't be any wrong with somebody going to uh, Kohl's and buying a whole bunch of underwear, calling you guys and donating it for the veterans, right?
2: Yep, absolutely. And we also have an Amazon wish list where we we list those items that can be easily purchased from Amazon and shipped directly to our headquarters. Okay. And get processed and put right back out into how do the you pantry.
0: Tell tell us how you access that. You, you go uh, to, go to our, web, our website. It's on your um, website um, in the
2: um, in the footer on every page you can see Amazon wish list and it's just a link. And uh, you can see the needs that we have right now. They're available.
0: And that that website again is?
2: Uh, HVAF.org.
0: HVAF.org, Helping Veterans and Families. So I think you said 80 to 85% of your total needs to support these veterans come from the VA and grants and things like that. But you also have to raise money, as we mentioned, certainly anybody's welcome to donate to the organization but you have a big fundraiser coming up let's start we'll finish this second segment here talking a little bit about the fundraiser
1: that's coming up on November 13th and I think Bernie you're kind of here to handle that are you I don't know if I'm here to handle that but I'm the MC for that event so Bernie yeah, Cruz it's, is it's,
0: the it's, MC and you cannot nice. see him on radio but he's he, he'll he'll he he cuts a quite a quite a wide swath right I've right. been
1: I've been told I have a good face for radio Yes
0: okay so the 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 uh, the event is October uh, I'm sorry November 13th so still plenty of time to sign up but tell us about the event and then tell us how to participate
1: It's November 13th at the Biltwell Event Center which is downtown off of White River uh, it's a it's a fundraiser it's $100 a ticket there's also numerous sponsorships as you can Uh, get into uh, that are also all that information is also available on our website but it's basically a come in to the uh, event uh, cost you a hundred bucks to get in unless you buy a sponsorship and then it's uh, free food that's donated by a lot of local restaurants and free alcohol which is donated by a lot of our
0: Oh, you mean uh, open, open bar? Yes, open bar. <laughs> yeah. He and, uh, the magic breathtaking. Yes, <laughs> yeah, but
1: uh, yeah, this event started. This is our seventh year doing this, and we started uh, back well six years ago, seven years ago, and it was started by Hotel Tango Distillery, which has been a great partner of ours, and uh, they're very uh,
0: right here in Found Square. Yep. Yeah.
1: That is correct. Yeah, they've just been a great partner for us, and, and have been very helpful with uh, our organization and getting things taken care of that we need. So, if
0: you come to the event, is it is it an auction, or how's it how's it structured? So,
2: so what we like to say um, is it's the biggest, bestest Veterans Day event in the state. It is always the close, the Friday closest to Veterans Day. Aha! Uh-huh. Yes, so that's why all, November thirteenth. Yeah, that's exactly why. Um, and you know, it was started, like Bernie said, by. Um, Hotel Tango um, owners and managing um, partners, Hillary and Travis Barnes, as a as a as an event that they hosted just to raise money and then donate those funds to the agency. Um, but then over the years, the partnership has grown and, and we've actually turned it into our annual fundraising event. It is our only fundraising event that we host each year. And so we call it, it's our signature event, but uh, what what barney was trying to get to is basically it's a big old party and we it's have, a big
0: old, it's not an auction
2: it we we have a whiskey pool game we have a cigar pool we have a wine toss game there is not an auction okay we uh, we have a live band is it dinner uh, yep so well this year we have um enough we're, we're couple different locations we have a bar- barbecue being donated we have some a lot of sides being donated and then we'll have some appetizers but it it's not a sit down dinner it's a Go get food whenever you're hungry. Okay. There's a, a short program um, that features a grog bowl ceremony, which I will let Bernie here
0: Tell us uh, about the ceremony,
2: uh, Tell Bernie. us about the grog ceremony <laughs> and why it's it, why it's significant. You're
1: going to put me on the spot here. But, no, what we do is it's called a grog bowl ceremony, and there's a lot of history uh, that every branch of the military has, uh, a, a version of the grog bowl. But it is basically we bring in, try to bring in members from each branch of service, and it's a big punch bowl. Some of you college uh, folks or frat, fratern, frat I just drank fraternity through. might uh, <laughs> remember the hairy Buffalo. I, I've heard but, of that. Uh, yes. So you start with a base of like Kool Aid, and then we add in we'll add in dirt from you know supposedly from a previous war, but it's actually brown sugar. Okay. Uh, so we bring in all these ingredients and we mix up just a bunch of alcohol. And sugars and flavors, and it's just a big, uh, very alcoholic beverage. And you can buy a canteen cup for a mirror. i think we're going to sell them for twenty-two bucks this year—and uh, then you can get a sample of the grog ceremony. But it's—it's it's very. We, we read a little brief history of a branch of service, and then there that branch pours their ingredients into the bowl. Oh lord! Uh, <laughs> so you got what
0: four or five different? Oh, uh, it's eight Woo. or ten. Yeah, it's
1: it's well, different every. Year. I'm not even thinking the National two, Guard, but two yeah from every branch.
0: Oh Lordy, yeah, that so. that sounds like that sounds like a load. Um, and I uh, want to come back to uh, the fundraiser for our last segment and whatever else we got left but time for another underwriter break. And a preview of next week's show. So we want to thank our underwriters. I, I forgot in the first break to thank our host for the studios, so I'll do that first. The host for the studios of 91.9 FM and all that unpredictable music in the Indies Trusted Servant Show is My Pet Carnivore, a pet food distribution warehouse on Shelby Street and Fountain Square where Paul and Suzanne and their very busy staff distribute healthy, frozen pet food, mainly dog and cat food, to pet owners in 48 states. So this stuff must be good. So thank you for uh, allowing us to have our studios uh, for all that unpredictable music in the Indies Trusted Servant Show on 91.9. Now to our underwriters. Number one, Cathedral High School. If you have a student in fifth through eighth grade, mark your calendar for Cathedral High School's first, and I hope only, virtual open house. Thursday, November 12th from 6 to eight thirty p.m. Enjoy the sights and sounds of our sprawling 40-acre campus as you experience Cathedral virtually. The event... Will include question and answer panels, performances from our talented musicians and, and performing artists, testimonials and giveaways. Greatness is calling. So register today at gocathedral.com/openhouse. And as I've been saying since 1958, go Irish. Underwriter number two is our good friend Ryan Henry at Open in Indiana. Open in, Check out Open in Indiana, your destination for finding the people, places, and events that make Indiana a great place to live and visit. If you own a business in Indiana, list your business and events with www.openinindiana.com, www.openinindiana.com to get started. You can follow Open Indi- in Indiana on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And finally... Next week's show will feature my good friend and fellow Rotarian Jeff Lake, who kind of heads up the, uh, the Chin community on the south side, 20,000 Burmese immigrants, um, and they're a big part of Marion County and central Indiana. So you'll want to tune in to learn more about all of that. So our last segment with Ashley and, and um, Bernie from uh, uh, Helping Veterans and Families – We're talking about Operation Alpha 2020. Why Operation Alpha? Who can explain that? It's gotta be a military theme.
1: It's just the the name of the operation, the first one, you know, if you go through the phonetic alphabet, you know, Alpha Bravo Charlie, so we started with Operation Alpha as the first one and then we thought about going to Bravo Charlie Delta Echo but that'd get confusing That wouldn't would it? get confusing to the general public and so we just decided stuck to stick with, with Operation Alpha and plus also it's because it's the first it's our, it's our only fundraiser of the year so I think Operation Alpha just fits and has stuck uh, since the beginning and, and we like it
0: So uh, <laughs> it's a100 dollars ahead what if somebody wants to buy a table? is it
2: yeah so we have sponsorships from uh, the table there's sponsorship of $1,500 there's $2,500 table also that includes additional um, marketing benefits and recognition opportunities and then we go all the way up to $10,000
0: okay. so
2: um, we do have a, a two ticket sponsorship level of 500 and a food station sponsor that does not come with a ticket but if someone wants to support um the, the cost of the food <laughs> that we may incur we do incur uh, that's 250.
0: okay so we're not talking about a a restaurant coming in and doing the food you're talking about somebody fronting the money for the food
2: it's a little bit of both so oh, okay because our because the event has grown so much we uh we're having a hard time relying on restaurants that have uh, historically provided food to come continue to come through when we're expecting you know and they've to. got
0: COVID problems of their own correct right
2: so we're gonna do a mix we do have Garrett's barbecue providing um, pork and chicken and barbecue sauces and uh, all day enough we have Kroger's donating different sides and we're working on a couple other side options but we will be paying the uh, the venue for some. Additional items which are going to incur cost. Um, we also have to pay for the bartenders and servers sure, and, sure. and costs associated. So um,
0: all these, uh, I'm really uh, <coughs> involved with Cathedral High School's Shamrocks every year, so I mm-hmm. understand all of that. Um, we try to keep
2: costs as low and minimal as possible, and we, yeah, we do pretty good at it.
0: The, very that that's that's great. Talk about the uh, venue, uh, the this built well place. I haven't been there yet. You guys been having the event there in the past?
2: This will be our second year. Second year, okay. And so it's just west of the Colts complex.
0: Is it in an old warehouse of it some is. sort? It is. Because mo- mostly like the Crane Bay and those kind yes. of places. Yeah. Uh, and it turned out to be a good place to have the event last year.
2: Yeah. So last year we were in a smaller space. This year we had the opportunity um, to book two floors and uh, another key piece that our boss would be mad that we haven't mentioned yet is the cigar veranda. And so this year we have double the size on the second level veranda that is overlooking the city. Um, That is where our, our boss general copes holds court (laughs) and handles all the cigar cigar business um, and you'll see, even last year, I think it was 30 degrees out. And we had, I think it may have been under 30 degrees. And we had half the party out there at, at one point toward the end of the night. So it doesn't hold anybody back. But, um, but yeah, the space is, it's just a beautiful space. The parking is free. That is, you know, that's a plus. And is
0: the 950 South White River Parkway. I get I get a little confused with some of this stuff. White River Parkway. Does that what, run into Washington Street? or Do you guys know?
1: I think it's real close to Kentucky Avenue. Kentucky and, Avenue. And White River Parkway.
0: Okay, obviously anybody can weigh it, but uh, 950 South White River Parkway.
2: One of the other reasons we really like this property last year was actually Bernie and I that, that uh, secured it and just loved it last year, and they were grateful to be able to move over to the, the side that holds more this year, is that it is it is technically within a homeless camp area there and there's a wooded area near white river um, kind of on both sides of it where where we where our street outreach coordinator is there you know at least a couple few times a week visiting homeless camps right there where we're gonna be
0: when you guys we didn't get to talk about this much and we don't have much time left but you do have people that go out into the community looking for homeless vets right but if anybody knows a homeless vet or or a vet that's down on his or her luck, give us that website one more time.
1: That's hvaf.org.
0: You want to help your friend or relative that's a veteran down on his or her luck, give these people a chance to do that. We want to thank Ashley and Bernie of uh, helping veterans and family for being our guests this week on the Indy's Trusted Servant Show. Don't forget next week, Uh, Jeff Lake with the Chin Community of Indianapolis. See you then.